If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And I don't need no hook for this shit. I haven't heard that in a minute. By special requests. Oh, okay. And shout out my man Illa with the flow, man. He got his tickets to the live show. You need to get yours too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gonna start the show out clapping it up for us. Uh, I'm gonna do it. VIP tickets are sold out. Completely sold out. Done. About ten days. Done. Now out of here. It's over with. No more VIP. So you know what that means. Everything else uh, will soon fall. You know, say in life you gotta attack the big rocks first, and then everything else will fall into place. Yep. Uh, the VIP tickets are gone. All one hundred of them. Shout out to y'all. Uh, the entire TRP nation. Everybody that participated got their tickets already. Y'all are. The shit, I salute y'all. Matt salutes y'all. We all salute you guys. And um, reserve seats will probably go next. We're already about 50% sold out on reserve seats. And um, after that, it's going to be all GA. But again, I stress, there's no bad seat in the building. You know, we just did some additional add-ons for the VIP people, people that were, you know, willing to pay a little bit more of a premium price. We went ahead and designed that ticket and a program around that for them. Um, along with Hennessy or whatever to accommodate all of those people. You get a merch item, they get a drink ticket, and they get to sit in one of the uh, plush sections on the downstairs uh, level. But GA, we're going to have seating, um, you know, all through downstairs, plus the upstairs mezzanine level. It's not a bad seat in the house. Noto is literally the best venue in Philadelphia. It's a $3 million nightclub. Going to have laser lights, video board, the whole thing. I might put somebody on a summer jam screen. I don't know yet. Hey, man. Hey, man. It's going to be lit. We got A Boogie on the uh, the ones and twos. Yes, indeed. Supplying the vibes. Yes, indeed. That's what he does. He was supplying the vibes last night at Reserve. Uh-huh. Shout out to him and them. They uh, packed that thing out. You know what it I'm was saying? a private party with no phones, and somehow it was pictures and videos <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Call a party NDA, and it's all phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's all hair work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. it's like it's crazy. I was telling Matt before we, before we cut the uh, mics on. It's just crazy how... Uh, when you tell people that NBA players are going to be somewhere, oh, yeah. how easily you can get motherfuckers to assimilate yeah. and get some shit done. Yeah. Any NBA player, anyone, any NBA player. Yeah, you know Rufus Thomason yeah. from uh from the from the from the Italian league yeah. going to be there. Grayson Allen going to be in the party. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? The white boys be fouling everybody. Oh, the white boy. All right, yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> it don't matter. You tell a motherfucker NBA player is going to be somewhere, you will get yeah. 500 niggas yeah. in attendance. Tyler Hansborough going to be there. He hosting. Oh, shit. We UNC pull- legend. Yeah, yeah. We pulling up for that. You know what I'm saying? Face, what was they used to call him? Uh, uh, the hairless wonder. They got no facial hair. Just out there trashing motherfuckers on the boards. Oh, uh, yeah, man. People will definitely pull up. You put NBA player on anything. Yeah, so shout out to him, Munch, uh, Mont, bunch of people put nah, that Yeah, put that event together last night, man. Did they thing. Uh I, I was, you know, Pop Pop was tired. I watched it from the gram. I was like, man, they getting it in over there. Like <laughs> they having a good old time. All the hoes in attendance. Yeah. In attendee. Yeah. Yeah. Hoes yeah. in attendance. Yeah, yeah, they was in there. All, all, of, all, of, all, of, all the bitches is, uh, it's crazy how right now in the city, every bitch is looking for Tyrese Maxey and PJ Tucker. Like, why? I, they just trying to catch a baller. What do you oh, mean, why? I, I didn't know. <laughs> it's like, uh, Embiid don't fuck with black women. So that's, that's that. That's out. Uh, they don't really know what the rest of them niggas look like. They got a whole new team. Uh, mm. I don't know what Tobias's dating status is. 
Hmm. Yeah, so every every chick is looking for Maxi and PJ. And PJ been everywhere. And PJ's with the shit. <laughs> PJ yeah. with the bullshit. PJ is hosting a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> this with PJ's PJ on com- everything. We say back in the day, PJ coming to your grandmama house. Yeah, right. PJ's pulling up. PJ's not fucking around. Oh, grilled chicken, barbecue yeah. on? I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. PJ pulled the motherfucking Ferrari up to the to my man Baron bar in yeah. Camden uh-huh. on the curb. Yeah. Yeah. PJ has turned into Meek in 11. He's <laughs> at everything. He, he at everything. Yeah. Niggas told me they was going to Biblos the other night after the game. I'm like, wow. They like, man, all the players being there. Like, PJ was there the other day. I'm like, why is PJ in Biblos? At like, Biblos. It's your issue at Biblos. Yeah. Like, what is going on here? We left that shit in 09 when we was coming up. <laughs> Yo, I don't go to Biblos in the daytime. Yo. <laughs> they serve lunch. I don't go there in the daytime. Me and Dunbar went and had lunch one day. We walked. I, walked, I crossed the street <laughs> when I walked past Biblos. Some danger might find you walking, walking too close to Biblos, dog. I said, no, come on, let's cross right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like Biblos. Yeah, once they uh once they flipped the uh the, the the white ball from uh whatever the fuck he was from, like Wilkesboro, whatever, they flipped him upside down, took like a man out of a jury from him. I was like, Yeah, we probably not gonna never go there again. Like Yeah, Biblos, you get your fucking issue, man. This this uh this live show is turning into a real thing. Turn into a real thing, man. Every day it's some new shit happening. We got yeah. new people coming on board. We just got our presenting line sponsor. Yes, we did. Um, you know, it's <sighs> Support is amazing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing to see it when you actually get the shit. It's just like, wow. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody who's just supported and fucked with us and helping us push forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, what more can you ask for? What more can you say? Yeah, it feels, it feels good to be supported. Um, it feels good to be in a position to... Uh, and this is why auditing your circle is so important. Be able to go to your friends and get shit done because everybody has utility and usefulness to the group mm-hmm. and literally be able to go to your friends, say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. I got this going on, blah, 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 blah. And your friends be like, yes, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Or your friends be like, yo, I could plug you with X, Y, Z to get this done and blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just one of them things, man. The shit is dope. It feels really, really good to be in a space where, uh, you know, the brand has become so prominent that people just want to be in business with us and want to support us. You know what I'm saying? At least for the big shit. At least for the big shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, a little overwhelming. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, told, I was talking to Dan earlier. I told Dan, I said, man, I said, apparently the key is 90 days. Like, niggas yeah. get 90 days out, you can get a lot of shit done. It's like signs, the niggas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like the main lesson we learned. It's like, yo, the more proactive we are with this shit and the more, you know, advanced notice we can give people, we can get some shit done. So much so, it ain't even hard. Like, the Hennessy negotiation wasn't a hard negotiation. Mm-mm. It was a one 30-minute phone call. This what we got going on, blah, blah, blah. This how many tickets are already sold. I'm trying to do this, this, that, and the third. This my idea for you. This my idea for us. This my idea for the VIPs. This my idea for the overall. All right, bet. We're going to do everything. Full integration. Send me a text with everything. Boom, boom, boom. It's done. Like, don't even worry yeah, about it. Yeah, I hate you. I'm like, uh, so what are we looking like, with, uh, with like as far as negotiating with Hennessy? You was like, yeah, it's done. I'm like. Like, what about the tickets with the with, with the VIP? Oh yeah, that's done. I'm like, all right, but what about the section? Yeah, that's done. I'm like, well, what about you? Like, yeah, that's done. I'm just like, so they just agreed to everything. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, I'm going to the gym. Holla back, holla back. Holla back. <laughs> yeah, it's just it was it was a very smooth negotiation. You know what I'm saying? I got a call last night from my presenting line that was like, yo, I got your email. I'm a I'm a holler at you tomorrow. Just want to let you know we in. Like, 
We in as a presenting. Don't even, you know what I mean? Don't sell that to nobody else. Mm-hmm. That's done. Like, it's us. Lock that off. Yeah. I'm like, all right, bet. Yeah. Now yes. I got to get these motherfuckers a section. Yeah. Because I'm sure their whole team is going to come. And what was crazy is because of the type of company it is and how transformative they are, um, I even had another idea of how to, like, include them in the show and kind of, like, pivot and be like, all right, well, maybe they can sponsor it in a different way, do the video production or do this. So, you know what I'm saying? Do some form of, like, some installs and shit yeah. like that, and they can support us in that way. And they're like, nah, fuck that. We want to be... We want to be in on this. Like we want to, we want to to support y'all and give y'all a way. I just had a good idea for the fact that we got a video board and shit. I got a real, real, real good idea. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Write that down. Write that down. I don't got nothing to write with. <laughs> it. Write it down in your head. Yeah. Yeah, but I got a good idea. Yeah. So it's like you know, but you know, this this a it's a you know it's a huge company. Um, you know, based in the city. Uh, like I said, man, being able to go to your friends to get shit done is is it feels really really good, man. And um, we in a great space. I think we're already heading into 2023 with the right mindset, the right attitude, the right vibe. Um, we got a lot of big like colossal plans for TRP shit that we're trying to get done. Shit that people are uh, empowering us and coming on board with us to get shit done for us. And uh, yeah, we we moving, man. So uh, thank y'all. Uh, say all of that to say thank y'all. Uh, we already sold out VIP tickets, 50% of the way through the reserve seating. Uh, GA, we got some ro- big rocks to move, but December 1st, our full marketing run going to go out. Um, and I told Raj last night, I said, yo, bruh, I said, you got, we got to get this, we got to get this art direction upgraded in a hurry. Like, we got to take this art direction to the next level based on, uh, you know, who's attached to this thing and really get this, uh, get this thing looking good, get these billboards done. And December 1st is... Full throttle. Yeah, for sure, for Full sure, throttle. for sure. Um, it should be, a, a, like I said, a, a, a fun night. You know what I mean? I, one thing I definitely want to do. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's like, it, it's like I want to try different stuff. And yeah, I, I've watched other live shows and they, some of them be a little cheesy where it's just, you know, you can tell you don't really have anything and you just yeah, like, I'm just here. <clears throat> here so I don't get fined. I don't got to get no bread back. Right. And they hit the stage and um, they basically turn to the crowd. Like what y'all want to talk about? You know, yeah. and, and you know, that's good. And me and you, I, I, I had the, the idea last night. I was, me and Lee was on the balcony. So you know how that goes. <laughs> you know what was going on? Yeah, you know what was going on on the balcony. Clouds you know of smoke. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We on the balcony, no hookah. And uh, I had the idea of like me and you trying to pitch a reality show where we just go and do different things, right? Like us is just going out, like sort of like Robin Big. How they would just go and do shit, but Dan being our third wheel and <laughs> heavy every, drama. And yeah, and and but everywhere he go, he brings the hookah. And that be like his thing. Yeah. Like just where, like no matter where we at, he got our hookah. Like we out playing golf, because I was at the golf course this morning. Yeah. We out there and Dan just like in a cart with a hookah, riding the fuck. Like, and I, I'm just like, there's nothing we can't do. You could sit us on the view. You could sit us on Sports Center. You could sit us on Fresh and Fit. Fresh and Fit. You could sit us on 
the the breakfast club. There there's just there's no room. Me and you can't go in and talk. Yeah. And you are one too, and that's beautiful and that's decent. And I, I want to like do these other things that I see people attempt to do or do, but then I'm just like, but then it's not. It's weird. People come to these things wanting to hear us or tell stories. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I could tell a story for days, yeah. but I just be like. I want to do other things. We'd be like, no, bitch, no, bitch. tell us. Like, <laughs> no, <"Nah>, bitch. <laughs> no, you better scroll your mental roller decks, yeah, man. Yeah. Figure some shit out. Who else you know? Like, you know, and I, I just, I, I have a lot of ideas that I want to get out. Yeah. A lot of them. And at times I just don't, I don't know, you know, how, like I need like a, 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 an idea get her out her guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's like there's that's like that's basically what a showrunner is. Like a showrunner's right. job is to take what's in your head or your pitch and flesh it out right. and turn it into, into a product. A product, a right. series, something that we can fucking sell. You know what I'm saying? And um yeah, man, I think I think we would smoke BET plus. Like right now they're giving out shows left and right. We would smoke something like that if we could do like a fucking like You're not trying to be funny. Me and you have legendary IG stories. Yes. Where just you talking and me talking, and those were like the best Jones. Me just doing the questions was yeah. like some of the best <laughs> shit ever. Me doing the I was co- scared of the questions. No, the questions was <laughs> not. I refused to do the, the questions. The questions was nuts. The uh the power review. Like even down to the joint when you had the glasses on in Houston. Yeah. That shit is at like 10k views on <laughs> yes. the reel. Just so, yeah. the joint with us playing basketball, the the missed shots is at 6 17,000 views on the reel. <laughs> I'm just like what the fuck like. So there's viewership in and around anything that goes on. It's just can you get it out and can you create it? Yeah. You coming in soft don't matter. She lost <laughs> her shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we have to uh I think we got to start vlogging. I do too. We got to start vlogging. We got to start cataloging like a lot of these experiences and shit that we doing. And the crazy part is I I at times be afraid to. You understand? Like I watch people, you know how people make reels when they be in restaurants. I saw this girl's reel the other day where she was in, uh, 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 what's the restaurant? Remember we had the backup reservation in Beverly Hills when we went to, uh, the penthouse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? It's, It's two words, something and something. Oh, uh, the other spot. Uh, we had a backup reservation there. Uh, something is yeah, something and what, something. What's it's, the restaurant in Beverly it's downtown. Hills? It's downtown. It's not in Beverly Hills. It's downtown. It's down right, right. Yeah, it's we downtown. Were in Beverly Hills. Yeah. We was like, uh, it's like it's like near the Dream Hotel. Uh, uh, something and something. Yeah, Beauty and Essex. Beauty and Essex. The girl was in there. She was and she was all over the place, like doing all the videos, the reels. Did, and I, I'm just like, I'd be afraid to be that boy when I have my camera out. Yeah. To, when I, to have my camera, I'm, I'm be yeah. like, I don't want to be that guy or whatever. Like I told you, I watch people come down to the to the wood at basketball games with like they damn near with a photographer. Yeah. To get photos and then go back to their scene. I'd be like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and I'll be sitting there yeah. and be afraid like, to be no that big man. Move over. R- right. Right. <laughs> you see Meek trip the referee the other night, last uh, night. Maybe at like before I went to the gym. So around like two. Like, yeah. You see Meek trip the referee last night. No, I didn't see. He that. was he was well, he was talking to Mike Rubin. He, you know, his whole court. He courtside. He's sitting on Mike Rubin had his feet kicked out like this, and the ref came running down on the play, tripped the ref. Damn. Everybody was dropping the J line <laughs> in the uh, in the I could trip a referee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Damn. No, I ain't see. But that yeah, shit. so back to something that I said a long time ago. We need an Asian. Yeah. We need an Asian fella, possibly named Wang, with a camera. 
They know how to shoot, edit, do graphics, do everything, and start pumping these fucking vlogs out. Yeah, like we we. It's a lot of shit. I said Top Golf, bruh, bruh. I was literally saying that shit last night, where I'm just like, there are so many, just like to the point where we go do shit. And just being us. Like, and then, like, you have your... You know how reality shows got, mm-hmm. like, your guest appearances where it's like, you get Dunbar on a joint, that's hilarious. You get Jules on a joint, that's extra hilarious. Yeah. It just, it, it, it's always some shit. And we really do just need to get super duper with the creative process of flushing out material. Yes. Like, it, it just, there's just... Of no, all various types. All different types. Like, yeah. what, you know, why Because you don't know what's going to take you there as far as, like, building, like, your digital audience and right. shit like that. And that's why I look at, like, Rel with the with the, the videos he do. with the, And it's like, damn, I think all the time, like, when I was doing the power reviews, if I would have had actual, like, editing... Yeah, production. Production to them joints, they could have gone... Just so far, it would have become like a thing, like to where actual blog Jones is picking it up. Like, yeah. you know, Matt's weekly power recap. Like, but it was just me on my story, just recording from my story and posting on the page, like, huh, because I don't have no production to this shit. And that's where, like, Jay Petty talked about in the, in the episode where it's like, you got these ideas, but being able to get them out. So, shout out to them over there, 14th Market. Like, you know, that's what we need mm-hmm. going into this next year. Yeah. We need staff like we need people to come and produce the shit that you and me create yes because you and me create magic and don't even think about it yeah i listen back to some of the episodes and it's like so much shit that we just create and come like not trying to be funny we brought pua to the fucking mainstream yes side pua and all of that we brought that shit to the mainstream but it was just us talking and being funny and being silly and shit i was telling lee i'm like i'll be honest I never thought I would meet somebody who was able to go back and forth with me as good as my man Ross was. Because we just were phenomenal at going back and forth. Yeah. And just we always had that thing where, like, you know, the 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 uh, the ability to talk, the gift of gab. Yeah. Not everybody has that. There's motherfuckers that are super smart that just don't have that. Yeah. And then also have the gift of gab but be relatable to where people can... Fuck with like you don't annoy people when you talk. Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I got a lot of uh kudos on like uh my breakdown around like the takeoff shit. Yeah. Like a lot of people hit me up about that and I'm just like, yo, you made a lot of like very uh poignant points that nobody else was making, like around the situation and that family and shout out BF. BF texted me the other day. The text the first text <laughs> came through was like, You ready to wake up, brother? <laughs> 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 BF come find that yeah, ass. Yeah, he was I'm cracking the fuck up listening to y'all. I'm like, yo, the F is for ferociousness. When that nigga text you, it's over. But it's just, and I, I was telling Lee, you and me really are like magic. Like, it really is just this synergy of just understanding when to be serious, when to play around. I could make a joke. Here you come with the voice change. You know what I mean? When I brought up T.I. with the whole shit with uh, the... Uh, Oh, the Gucci boycott. The Gucci boycott. <laughs> you knew how to play right into that. When I do, uh, what was another one we did recently? Uh, 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 the Alicia. Oh, I want to chop that as a clip from the Patreon talking about Alicia Joe and put that on our regular feed. Yeah, because that was a funny ass breakdown where you was uh, what was it? You said um, 
I, I was like, I, I get it. Alicia business, you know, it's one of them things where it's like, yo, this is not even a terrible business to have on your block. And I'm like, there are people I know where it's like, if they open up a business on my block, you was like, yeah, I'd call the cops on them. Hello, police. Yeah, my friends. I mean, these <laughs> niggas. <laughs> it's just, we, we, we know how to do it without even thinking about it. Yeah. And that's the problem with being like effortlessly great. You at times don't even respect it. Fuck other people not respecting right. it. You won't respect the shit. Mm -hmm. Cause you just do it and just like, oh, I do it again. And that's the great people when we do these live shows, they come and be like, yo, the live show was so funny, da 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 and be like, yo, we really didn't have any of that shit written down. We kind of just and when we when we do write shit down, we never do we don't it. use it. <laughs> yeah, we never do it. So it just it's something to be said about being effortlessly great, but at the same time being able to get it out to like the masses. Yeah. And not just if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. Just doing it like, oh, I'll do that shit again tomorrow. Yeah. Wayne said that shit on uh, Carter Four, like. Searching for today instead I found tomorrow and I put that shit right back like I'll see what I find tomorrow. That's kind of how we go at like content yeah, creation. Definitely. So it's I didn't a, mean to go rambling about it. No, that. it's been a no, it's not a ramble, so it's, that's a that's a stream of consciousness. That's a good that. and it's a good uh you know, it's good to kind of like find ourselves through Hell the yeah. through this show. You know what I mean? And find our purpose. And I think our biggest purpose through anything has to be like um, an advocate for like the everyday man and like experiences and uh, you know testimony and giving one to one sharing one to one experiences with a broad audience has uh, has brought you know a lot of people closer to uh, to us and you know to what what it is that we're doing man so uh, thank y'all for all the support through the years been at this thing six years man we like dinosaurs in the game at this point and uh, we're still getting better. Which is the which is probably the best part of the the whole everything. Have you been watching this bu buying Beverly Hills? Have you watched this yet? Uh uh. Yes. Yeah, I mean it's it's whatever. It's like a show. You know what I mean? It's like so they didn't hit. They didn't sold us everything they can sell. Now it's like oh we gonna buy some shit. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? Basically, it's a, it's a it's a an agency that focuses on uh, buying high end real estate in Beverly Hills or whatever. Um, guy named Mauricio Imansky, which is actually, he's a Mexican Jew. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, wow. He's a Mexican Jew. He's actually married to uh, the chick Kyle from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. That's his wife. And they've been together okay. since they were like early 20s, late teens or whatever like that. And, uh, you know, it's a family business and, you know, just all of the different stuff that goes around like an agency. But I see shit like that. I'm like, yo, we could... We could do a show, you know what I'm saying? A thirty minute, uh, thirty to thirty to, to sixty minute show every week about us and what we got going on and this and that, and make it fucking interesting enough where people would care and want to, you know, want to watch it and participate. You know, my favorite show is uh, um, the uh, the Joe and Josh Flag and um, the two brothers, the Alden oh, yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't even think of it. I always draw blanks when we fucking be recording, man. Um, yeah, that show's been around forever. Oh, they're like on season nineteen of that yeah, shit. Yeah, it should've been around forever. Uh, what the fuck is the name? Josh of Flag shit? is the fucking man. Uh, 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 what the fuck is the name of this shit? Million Dollar Listing. Yeah, Million Dollar Listing. I couldn't yeah. think of the fucking name. They, they set the standard. Yeah, that, that's my shit. I, I fucks with that show yeah, a lot. They set the standard. So where now there's uh on buying Beverly Hills there was a hundred and sixty five million dollar property. 
There was like a hundred and twenty nine million dollar property, like shit like that. These mega homes. The 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 the, the one uh, I think it's seven six two Bel in Bel Air seven six two. It's yeah, like the one that come with the, the, the helicopter, helicopter and, and all, all the that cars shit. And all yeah, that shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes with like fucking thirty million dollar car collection and some yeah. other shit. It's just like, I, yeah. Do you have a desire for one of them big dumbass houses? I didn't, but I do now. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I low key want one of them. Yeah, motherfuckers. I need one. Yeah, for my legacy. Yeah, I don't even drink wine, but I need a wine room that's yeah. two thousand square feet. The hundred and sixty five million dollar house. They had a vodka room in the yeah. basement. They had a vodka room that was like below freezing temperature, whatever. That came with like the the snorkel coats and oh, all that wow. shit in the fucking jaw. Mm. Nuts. I saw one crib. It was a. It was a. I think it was like seven million dollars. The dude basically. He he turned the house well, where the house was into a car showroom, and because he he loved his cars, yeah. So the house was seven million dollars, private gated estate, all that shit. But when you came into the crib, it was completely gutted and turned into a car warehouse. So it turns in. He basically turned it into a twenty six car garage with a one bedroom loft. Oh shit! So the house <laughs> is listed as a one bedroom twenty six car garage home for seven million dollars. I'm like. Mm. <laughs> sounds right. Sounds I about right. That, you know what I'm saying? And she, and I remember she was like, "Well, what the fuck happens when you have guests?" And he's like, well, "We got a Howard Johnson's right down the road. <laughs> it's Embassy Suites." I'm like, "That's perfect because no one needs to stay." If you really want to ball out? There's a Marriott. If you want to ball the fuck out, it's a Marriott. Mark JW. They're right down the street. So it's like, yeah, like, but no, them big houses, man. Like, yeah, I, I low key want one of them. Jokes. Yeah, I, I need one for my legacy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I low key want one of them. You know where where a lot of them big Jones is popping up now? Texas. Yeah, yeah. Texas is is the epicenter of uh, of American industry now. Like you know, uh, Apple is down there, Tesla's down there, SpaceX is down there. Um, a lot of companies, man, have uh, have made the migration because under this current uh, tax plan. Motherfuckers are getting smoked. Oh, yeah. On a corporate level, yeah. they're getting smoked. Dog, New York, yo, motherfuckers is like paying 40-something percent. No, 55. 55. I thought it was 45. 55. 55. California's like 49.6. And New Jersey, I think, is third. New Jersey's like 47-something or whatever the fuck like that. That's fucking insane. Yeah, because there was, uh, there was a Trump tax cut that was in place. Uh, it was like a, like a four- or five-year tax uh, Tax plan or whatever like that for people that made above 400K, whatever, whatever. And Biden just let the shit expire. And then it went back to the original, the last plan, Obama mm-hmm. plan or whatever. And, yeah, motherfuckers are getting beat up by these taxes. Yeah. How, you, today is uh, election day. It's election day. You know, it's past the John now, so you can't even tell people to get out and vote. But I'm, Yeah. How do you, did you, did you, did you notice all the silly shit this past, like with the election leading up into it? Oh, of course. It turned into like ECW promos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once I seen Fetterman in the suit, I was like, all right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga had on a 7X suit with a, with a, a 1X, 8X. with a 1X head. <laughs> like, I was just like, what is going on here? One of those big, uh, them, uh, uh, what's the Dion Waiters party? Oh, oh God. Uh, shit. Paint the city. No, that's not that's, paint the no, city. That's Ryan shit. Uh, what the fuck is his shit called? We yeah. run the town or something? Yeah, it used to be every August. Yeah. He hasn't done it in a, in but a not, few years. But not like one of the new suits, one of the old suits, the Nightlife Link suits. Yeah, chopper suit. Yeah, chopper suit. Big ass suit. Yeah. Tall ass boss. Yeah. Chopper yeah. suit. Them jumps where you can only see the very front of the shoe. Like... <laughs> 
a lot of T-Mac suits. Yeah, yeah, a whole lot of T-Mac suits. But yeah, Fetterman looked crazy. But it, it got to the point this year where like, they were like really digging in the motherfuckers yeah. with the promo and shit. Dr. Oz, they was running wild this year with the yeah, shit. Yeah, they said uh, Dr. Oz, the whole, here's the thing, right? Modern politics has changed in a way of like. I have a thought and I want to know what you think. Go ahead. We can't predict this shit no, no. more. Like, we, we, at some point, the mainstream media has to just get off of like this expert, um, like this whole thing of like them being experts and knowing what's going to happen and deal with the fact that. Sometimes a motherfucker come out of nowhere and actually be taking these seats. And there was this whole, there's this whole position that like, oh, there's no way Fetterman can lose to Dr. Oz and this and this and this. But at the time, like, like yo, Dr. Oz is holding like a strong, like a two point uh, lead or whatever at the time. And it's just like, yo, I think we, we've reached a point where people are a lot more conservative than we think. Like we think this country is more liberal than it actually is mm-hmm. because essentially what you have is you have New York, very liberal, California, very liberal. And then it's like the rest of the country, yeah. Seattle, like Washington state, very liberal, Portland, uh, Oregon, very liberal. And then it's the rest of the United States of America. So it's like, yo, the other 46 places, like don't think how y'all think. No. Don't ascribe to the same way of living in the same thought processes and shit like that. And it'd be reflective when you see people that's quote unquote, not supposed to win these, these Senator seats or state mm-hmm. reps or shit. Trump with the presidency. Like, and it, and it lets you know, like, nah, People, the people feel differently, mm-hmm. especially the people that take the time to get out and vote. They right. be feeling differently than whatever the mainstream media wants to get across or, you know, program people into believing. Let me ask you how you feel about it, because they went circular crazy during this election. Yeah. I mean, literally, it was like phone calls, text messages, DMs. Uh, the shit, the, the actual circular. Yeah, when you log on IG, there was a joint like voting election day is coming up. Tap so and so to register to vote. Like every day in the mailbox, it was ten to twelve of these Jones. Like yo, and and to me, I look at it as like wasted money, right? Yeah. But I also noticed that if y'all can target a certain demographic and put money out to get to these specific people, why not just put the money? Out to the people, like why waste the money on these phone calls and these these circulars and these flyers and you know they took that shit back to like oh three party promoting right <laughs> shit in your windshield <laughs> like it was crazy. Well, I think uh, not to cut you off, but I think that it's just tied to the fact of like what you can write off versus what you can't. I can, all this bullshit that I printed up for this election that I may or may not win, like I gotta account for every dollar that gets spent or whatever. So it's like. I can write this shit off as a campaign expense. Direct payments to people that need it, like I can't really like justify that or write it off because of the way the tax. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows 
from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. It's cool this design. So a lot of it is just kind of like out of necessity where it's like, yo, we just going to plaster these United States cities with just bullshit and propaganda and hope that somebody sees it and says, oh, yeah, I remember him from the circular or the flyer or the Hulu commercial or whatever, and I'm going to go fucking vote based on that. And that'd be like my familiarity. thing with, with these with these campaign zones where it's like me and you running against each other, right? You do a smear campaign for, for eight months. I do a smear campaign. If we both terrible, who wins with the... Uh, the people lose. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, the people lose. Like, I've never seen an election where it's like, the guy I'm running against, he's a good dude, but just vote for me. Yeah. I've never seen that. Because that's too much, like, normal. Like, it's all, it's like, it's exposed culture. Yeah, and this, it, it literally got, like, look at this guy right here that says he's all about, you know, gun control, shooting up, up a 7-Eleven. And it's like, the nigga, like, he got a 40 in one hand and a Mac. It's just like, it Did got, you know he was the getaway driver for a robbery at a 7-Eleven when he was 17? Right. It got nuts this past year. And, well, this past election. And I... I think the midterm elections are always worse. Oh yeah, than sure. uh, than like you know the bigger national elections and shit like that. Motherfuckers get really, really down and dirty because you know it's it's money on the line, it's economics, career, you know, careers and and kings are made in these midterm elections. Like you know, Obama was a motherfucking a one term senator that ended up being a goddamn president. So it's like yo, if you get on enough of a wave, you can fuck around and be running shit. Like you can end up with a chief of staff job or some shit like that, long as you like position yourself right right before the next president, you know, gets elected and gets fucking chosen. So, yeah, motherfuckers going to pull out all the stops in order to be able to uh, position themselves to get, get in office. Like, you, they say, like, you can't win it if you're not in it, like, with the lottery and shit. Like, motherfuckers is, we got to get in the game in order to, you know, get in the game. And it's like, but the biggest thing that I I question is, like, people's motives and stuff like that. And it's like, yo, if, you do- if you're Dr. Oz and you're an actual doctor, we've been seeing you on television for the better part of 25 years mm-hmm. in various different forms and shit like that. And it's just like, why the fuck do you want to hold um, a Senate seat? Because there's a certain amount of power attached to that shit and lobbying. And, you, you know, you have the ability to go directly to the goddamn Senate floor with whatever your belief system is and, and at least create an audience and be heard. So a lot of times people, you know, reach a certain point in life where it's like, yo, I got all the money I need. I got my my property, whatever. I'm riding clean. I'm taking vacations. My wife is happy. My kids are fulfilled. I need to do something to, like, create, like, more of a legacy or whatever like that. And motherfuckers will pivot, like, in the politics because there's no other industry where you can make sweeping change in a short amount of time. All you need is a certain amount of people to get behind whatever your fucking... Uh, your policy is your belief system and you can make it fucking so in the same way, like Biden's name is forever tied to like the 94 crime bill. Certain motherfuckers want to get their name attached to legislation that lasts forever as a legacy piece. It is wild. But do do you think in a way that Trump kind of like stamped himself when he became president? Absolutely. Because he did something. um, He created a chasm. And um in 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 the political system where it's like he showed you like anybody could be president, mm-hmm. and he set that precedent to where it's like 
you know, they literally are like combing. We still don't know who's the fucking the candidates for next presidency mm-hmm. yet. And we two years out. We have no idea. Like Kamala did herself no justice whatsoever because the whole thought process was, oh, we're going to vote Byron and we're really voting Kamala. Right. That was the black perspective. We'll take we'll take Sleepy Joe in order to get Kamala in office in hopes that she'll pronounce herself enough next go round to be a presidential candidate. Not taking into the reality of she didn't even do enough to become a finalist. Mm-hmm. This election cycle she didn't do enough people don't like her she's not a likable woman mm-hmm. and there still has to be an element of likability in order to get elected into this office or who you going against has got to be that bad right so where it's like fuck it the lesser of two evil shit but i think th- this past presidency cemented that people aren't voting like that no more nope. people will sit on their vote and just deal with whatever the fuck comes, but they're not going to be swayed by this lesser of two evils politics no more. People are over that shit. Like, people are like, yo, I either need a candidate that's going to fucking speak directly to my motherfucking, uh, my moral base, or I'm just going to sit on my vote and I'm not going to do shit, Mm -hmm. and I'll just deal with whatever comes. And I think that's where we are right now in in society. I, yeah. Yeah. It's like if you don't have, if you're not emotionally invested in the election, like you don't know somebody that's running or whatever, whatever, like you know, for for, for, or you have some semblance of like this person is definitely going to be markedly better than the other guy or woman or whatever. It's like, what's your incentive to vote? It ain't none. Yeah. I think the Democratic Party is going to have to run with Puff and Carisha. They're going to have to do something. Yeah. They're going to have to do something. They need a transformative candidate. Yeah. Um, People really seem to like them, too. So, To that point, um, there's like this uh, ethical thing that's being thrown out there. You know, niggas don't really uh, frame shit under ethics because we don't have any ethics. No. So they don't really frame it that way. But there's an ethical question being posed around their relationship right now. Like, yo, he's 53. She's 28. It's a 25-year uh, you know, age difference between them, where's the public outcry or, or backlash for this? And I'm like, oh, it's simple. When the man is rich, nobody gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. When the man is rich and generous, nobody cares. Yeah. It's it's par for the course because at the end of the day, there's an economic exchange from a man to a woman mm-hmm. and it's pronounced, it's known. Oh, he gives her $250,000 a month and this and this and this. Like, so it's like, yo, if you can calculate the net benefit, nobody's going to step up. No women's rights group is going to step up and admonish that because she's directly benefiting from the relationship. Right. Albeit as casual as they want to make it seem or what have you. But it's like, if he got 30 hoes, she's clearly the favorite one. And there's a value exchange there. So nobody's going to step up and be like, oh, this is wrong. I'm not mad at it just because white men been doing that shit for... Look at Trump. It's embedded in the fabric of Earth. Of Yeah. Not United... Stuck the United States. Mm. Earth. Mm. Like... You fucking have, you know, cultures where women are identified to be wives as young as 12, 13, 14 years old. No, they said when uh, Gaddafi took over the reins of Libya, he lowered the legal age of consent to seven. Seven. These these girls don't even have a period yet. What are we doing? You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's an, seven. It's an eth- like second grade. Yeah, it's an ethical, it's an ethical conundrum. But when the guy is rich and he and he's spending, nobody gives a shit. Our ethics go out the window. 
Like it's nothing. It's we, it's not even a thing. Right. People just summarily are just dismissing. I mean, we don't want to talk about that. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like I could only imagine if I was fucking with Gail and Gail was giving me a quarter million a month. <laughs> there would be all types of like you would be on you would end up on sixty minutes. <laughs> you would have to explain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you would have to explain shit. yourself. I saw to that point. I saw something that was like a uh, like this this expose or whatever online about the chick Coach Stormy, the low vibrational plate okay. lady or whatever. Her and she's dealing with this guy BK something. So that's the first problem. You're dealing with a Brooklyn nigga. Mm-hmm. You're getting finessed. But apparently he was dealing with this woman that had built a multi million dollars tax business. Had like four locations and shit. She was killing it. Mm-hmm. She did some old shit. Had to go to the feds for a year. Had to do a year in a day. Okay, Went to the feds when they met. She had no children. He had seven children secretly, never told her. Mm. When she left to go to jail, he, she left him with access to a two, account with $250,000 in it. He misappropriated the money, blah, blah, blah. When, she, when, she, when he, she came home, they ended up having two children together. And them trying to uh, expand this new business they had because she obviously can't do taxes anymore. She ended up getting banged for tax fraud. Mm-hmm. So she created this smoothie business, whatever, whatever, and started franchising locations. Had like two stores she was operating plus a franchise location. This nigga introduces her to Coach Stormy under the under the, uh, the, the guise of like, oh, she's a potential franchisee and this and this and this. He's secretly fucking her. He ends up with Coach Stormy, takes one of the locations – Sells the shit for $65,000. Doesn't handle the lease transfer. None of that shit. Just takes the bread. Don't pay the original investor. None of that. Dips. Leave the girl and her mom with the bill to the tune of $198,000 plus penalties and all this old crazy shit. And then now he's with Coach Stormy and she's subbing the girl and cursing the girl out every week on IG Live. And now it's alleged that Coach Stormy is paying the child support for his seven children because he don't have child support with the girl that he just fucking financially pillaged her and her mother. Uh He don't have no child support for them. They got a shared custody. But for the other seven, Coach Stormy is paying that out of her. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Her companies, whatever, like that, because it's just public record. Jesus. It'd be too much going on. So it's like, so when you're the man and you milking a woman or whatever the case may be, your shit is coming out. You getting you going on a summer jam screen. Yeah. One way or another. Even if she's totally cool with it, somebody somewhere got a problem with the fact that you're extracting resources from this woman. It's wild just how many like women done been finessed out of money and shit from like niggas. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's unreal. Very man. meager niggas at that. Meager, the meagerest of accommodations. <laughs> the meager, the Migos. <laughs> M-E-A-G-O-S. The Migos. Like <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The most meager of niggas be getting bitches all the time for money. Because at the at the core of a woman, no matter how alpha she is. No matter how uh, business forward she is, no matter how aggressive she is, she's still a woman. And if you can drop the right amount of dick that touches a certain part mm-hmm. of her uh, internal organs, you too can you become a millionaire by yeah. proxy. Like, yeah. yeah, she got the money. I got the I got the long dick. I'm rich now. Like, <laughs> that's it. I'm rich. Now. <laughs> My girl is rich, and I got a long dick. I'm rich now. I'm rich now. <laughs> 
Yeah, I made the bitch squirt. The squirt went to the ceiling. Yeah, I'm rich now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm it's now. that shit because she's still a woman at her core. So she can present masculine and all of that shit to the world all she want. If a nigga's dropping enough dick, he's in charge. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Same way with with women in men sometimes. Yeah. Like, if she got the, the, you know, the right button in her pussy to yeah. hit when she on top, yeah. she in charge. Yeah. That's just what it is. Yeah, yeah I got to go home, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> she got the curfew button, yeah. the, the don't do that button, everything yeah. in that joke. Hey, no, because they, they said they about to go to, you care if I, uh, man, I'm going to just slide, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just slide, y'all. Like, no, nah, that shit is real, man. But I I don't know. I, I, I sometimes I just think about when it goes these different routes with like that relationship, the the old to the young, the young to the old. It it's it's tricky. You know what I mean? It it's very there's a thin line. It's, it's a, a very thin line. It's a very, very thin line. I'll give you my line. My line li- my line. Okay. My line is twenty one years old. At twenty one you are an adult. You can smoke cigarettes. You can buy alcohol. You can travel about the the, the universe mm-hmm. freely. You can go to space if you want. Sure. You can fight in a war. You can do whatever the fuck you want. So by by just by the nature of the responsibilities that are set on you per the land that you live in and operate, you can then date whoever the fuck you want. Right. I don't care. So if the woman twenty one and the nigga sixty, whatever. Hey. If the if the if the man is twenty one and the woman uh nineteen, what a, like it's like you know, long as you're operating in a, in legalities or whatever the case may be, I think that twenty one is like the Mendoza line of like the ethics kind of start to go out the window. You have this whole thing now. I think nowadays because everything is just cha- like the world has changed. Yes. I've seen Rihanna's nipples. I would yes. have never seen Eartha Kitt's. Well, not Eartha Kitt. Uh, I think we saw every part of her. We, we saw, saw that of bush. That. Yeah. We saw everything. Uh, who am I thinking about? Um, Lena Horn. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen all of Little Kim. I've seen all of Nicki Minaj. I've seen all of fucking Cardi B. Like, Yeah, so it's like if you're old enough... To show us everything but the your vulva, yeah. <laughs> like I think, like it's cool for you to date who the fuck you want, you know, in your personal life. If publicly you're you're displaying like all your parts, or whatever. So for me, my line is twenty one years old. At twenty one, it's like don't ask, don't tell, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't care, like because there's always like this thing of like you know when the man is older, oh this is, he's manipulating her and blah blah blah. But guess what? We have never, as a people, we've never been more savvy and intelligent than we are right now. And this Gen Z is very savvy, very smart, very resourceful. You got fucking teenage millionaires. You got 20-year-old millionaires. You got twenty early 20-something billionaires and shit like that because these people are smart and savvy. So I don't think that, you know, somebody that's 21 that's super sharp like that is getting, is getting, uh, unfairly manipulated by somebody just by the simple fact that they're older because they have certain tools in their toolbox that they can fucking go to that a person that's significantly older than them never even seen before. So the manipulation could actually be the other way. 
It could be the, the, the woman manipulating the man, even though she only 21, 22, 23. We've seen situations where a woman come in, she fucking young, virile, sexy woman, fucking marry some fucking 70-something-year-old billionaire. He dies. She gets a financial windfall. She's set for life. And it's like in that scenario, like who manipulated who? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like manipulate. Like there's this thing where it's like we just, like society uh, positions it like manipulation only goes one way when there's like an age difference between, you know, a man and a woman. And it's like, nah, it's not. And, um, you know, there's typically a value exchange in those type of relationships also because, like, I don't really see, like, a young woman signing up to fuck with, like, a 60-year-old nigga that don't have nothing. So it's like she's very conscious and cognizant of, like, what she's signing herself up for. Uh, But, you know, we live in this, like, victim culture where it was like we want to make everybody out to be victims. And it's like if you talk to these girls without a camera in their face, they're like, I'm milking this nigga. Victim? He's a victim. Yeah. I targeted him. Yeah. He's the Vic. Y'all didn't listen to my first album? <laughs> yeah. Carisha yeah. said last night, they made a whole big thing about, uh, I guess some of Diddy other girls or whatever. He was there. He was flirting with somebody, whatever, whatever. And she tweeted and said, I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. Damn. I'm living like that. Yeah. I want it like that. Yeah. I want it like that. Yeah. 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 So it's like, yeah, like, you know, just because she's 28 and he's 53 don't mean that she's not the one getting the more the most benefit extracted out of this uh, interaction. Mm. I'm here for a good time, not, not a, a long, long time. time. With, a, with a heart at the end. <laughs> yeah, run me mine. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Or Puffy going to have a meltdown when this shit all <laughs> And the thing is, it's like, based upon her track record, she's only continued to, like, go up in, in scale as far as the, the quality of and, and the wealth of the men she's dealt with. So who's to say that she not already got her next victim picked out? Right. Who's to say, like, oh, yeah, this shit end the day of tomorrow. I'm going to go fuck with Shea Gildas Alexander. Like, yeah. who's to say? Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That that shit is, if, damn. But it's almost like rites of passage. That's the fucked up part. <laughs> Absolutely. Like as you make more money and get more things, you know, the people like, you know, look at Jay Z and Beyonce. Who the fuck was Jay really gonna marry? Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like did you really think he was gonna lock it down with Blue Cantrell? Like <laughs> it just wouldn't even make sense. No. Yeah. And this this shit is right up Puff Alley. That's the crazy part. It's, a, it's his life. It's his it, legacy. It, this is, <laughs> yeah, real shit. It's right up Puff Alley. Yeah. Yeah. He got hoes having picture wars on Instagram every day. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because I'm a fucking B-boy. Yeah. I'm an international playboy by default. I got nine kids. Nobody cares. Nobody's tripping. Yeah. All these hoes are signing up to be stepmoms. Yeah. They don't even give a fuck. Ain't that crazy how they like kind of throw future and Nick Cannon shit all day yeah. and Puff is the same exact shit? He's the shit. same nigga. Yeah. He ain't never seen a bitch that he didn't want to get pregnant. No. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Puff's like, I'm getting a restaurant. He's straight. <laughs> Kim, Sarah Chapman, Misa. Oh, he, he can't wait to get a bitch pregnant. Yeah. Nobody's tripping. Yeah. Because uh, like Academic says, it's better to be liked than to be right. People like Puff. So they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt every time. Well, no, nah, but he bought her the Maybach. So, like, I don't know. 
ordered a Maybach truck. Like, the fuck you I want from me? ordered a Maybach, so I don't know. That's funny as shit. That's I seen funny. it. I seen it driving the job. Like, yeah. That's hilarious. Really bought that job. I don't know. So, yeah, so I just think that, you know, when there's a value exchange and, and it's pronounced and you can see it and feel it and damn near touch it, like, nobody cares. You know what I mean? We have all the selective outrage. And a lot of times it's like like the dating shit be cyclical where it's like, you know, what's, what's good? For, here's, the, here's the problem with, with modern dating. What's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Meaning when a lot of these women that now at 35, 40, 50 years old are crying about like, oh, these niggas is perverts. Why they want to deal with these young girls, blah, blah, blah. They once upon a time were the hot young piece of ass and they were dating older niggas who had the resources in order that, 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 that they wanted. Like they did the same shit. Which one is it? This one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did the same shit. It's just like the whole thing is everybody plays the game. The thing, the name of the game is knowing when to pull the parachute. And a lot of these bitches hoe for too long and never pull the parachute. And then they look up and they 38 with three kids by three different niggas. And then it's like, fuck, don't nobody want me. You didn't pull the parachute at the right time. Yeah, you supposed to jump. You was, when Rod Strickland was on your bumper, that was it. Yeah. You see Camille Adams, she got Bradley Bill, pulled the, I'm done hoeing. Yeah. I'm not hanging with Jay Prince Jr. No more. Right. Fuck you, nigga. I don't, who are you? Right. If you post a picture of me, my lawyer will be contacting you. Do not associate yourself with me. She knew when to pull the fucking escape hatch, pull the parachute. And that'd be the thing. It's like, yo, if you don't know when to, uh, when to say when, you're going to end up fucked up in the game. You're going to look around and you're going to be like, damn, you're going to be the old bitch still worrying about uh, industry night trying to go to the club and shit like that. Because you didn't build your foundation. You didn't know, like, yo, this is as good as it gets for me. And hypergamy plays a large role in that shit where men and women <clears throat> don't be knowing, like, when to say when or this is as good as it gets. Because mm-hmm. they're always, women historically are always looking for the bigger, better deal. So they're willing to wait around on what might be next. As opposed to, like, yo, this is pretty fucking great what I got right here. Let's just lock this up. And throw the key away. <sighs> Kanye told us you can't pussy can't be your only hustle unless you look good as Naomi Russell. People don't even know who Naomi Russell is. Naomi right. Russell's a fucking porn star. Right. And she's gorgeous. Right. But even she knew when to say when. I ain't seen Naomi Russell in a porn in about 15 years. Yeah. Shit, Jenna Jameson <laughs> hung it the fuck up. Yeah. Lana Rhodes hung it up. Like yeah. you gotta know and denounced the porn industry. Yeah. Yeah. This was the means to an end. I got manipulated. There go that word again. I got manipulated. I had no idea it was going to be like this. Whatever, whatever. Denounced the whole shit to where now, as a man, you feel disgusting even watching the shit because you think she got manipulated. Yeah. <laughs> Getting older and just changing how you look at life and view things is just fucking crazy. <laughs> you got to be a forward thinker. Yeah. You have to be in order to get the most out of life. You have to be a forward thinker. And we talk about being early on shit, being late on shit, and sometimes you be right on time. But it's like the best position to be in life, period, is to be a little bit early. Like, you buy the stock right before it goes up. Right. You buy the house right before the market increases. Mm-hmm. Like, the, being a little bit early is where you need to be. And that's part of, like, being a forward thinker and programming yourself to look at something and say, well, this, 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 and this, it looks like this is going to happen. Like, and being willing to take calculated risk, 
you know, on yourself and assessing various situations, economically, dating wise, family wise, like all of that shit. And just understanding like what may be around the corner. Me, Ron, Zach had a calculated guess last night. We figured no LeBron, Lakers playing the motherfucking jazz. Man, it's going to be a slow game. Man, listen, Lakers first half under. Let's take it. Everybody took it. Man, them niggas had 80 points in the first (laughs) quarter. (laughs) Niggas was firing from everywhere. 80 goddamn points in the first quarter. I said, I don't think this one will hit, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that shit was all bad. Every Yo, last night, last night was the first night in NBA history where all all 30 teams played on the same night because of the election tonight. It was 15 games last night. No bullshit. Every game went the opposite way you thought it was going to (laughs) go. Yeah, because it's not supposed to be this much basketball. Dog, dog, (laughs) dog. I had a three-teamer last night, right? I had the Celtics, right, to beat the Grizzlies. The Celtics were up 12, wound up blowing the fucking lead. Mm-hmm. I had the OKC Thunder over the Pistons. The Thunder were up 20, damn near. They wound up coming and losing the fucking game. I'm just like, I never seen no shit like yeah. this. We had the Lakers under. The shit was like 284 <laughs> points or some crazy shit. Scores like 140 to 130 or some oh shit. My. No, it was unfucking believable last night. The Suns was six point favorites over the Sixers. The Suns lost by fifteen. Right, Not, literally, <laughs> like nothing went the right. I never yeah. seen no shit like that. Never seen nothing yeah, that's like wild. that. Never seen it. My homie hit hit his bet. He took uh, Russell uh, Westbrook to have twenty twenty one and a half. That was his over. Yeah, Westbrook had twenty two. He got it by the last <laughs> free throw. Like it was last night was just crazy. Like nothing went the right yeah. way. It was crazy. But uh, you got anything else you want to throw in this episode? No, not really. This has been a good episode of us not knowing what we was going to talk about and yeah. just pulling out. Next episode, we actually got some, some things. Yeah, we have a topic. We have a topic. Got a framework. We got a framework. Uh, anything, though? Uh, if y'all didn't get your live show tickets, get your live show tickets. Obviously, they selling out fast. Uh, we should be announcing um, our presenting line sponsor in the next day or two. Um, shout out to Hennessy, shout out uh, One Fam Radio, shout out to the Sandbox Pod and everybody else that's contacted us about uh, sponsorship. Uh, Dre Lane, Lane's Carpet Clean, I'm going to get back to you today, my brother. I got the information for you. I'm about to send you an email. You should be checking that, John, right now. Oh, shout out um, my nigga yeah, Dre Lane. Dre, Dre hit us up about, uh, about sponsoring the show, too. Anybody else, man, like I said, y'all hit us on the email, officialtrp at gmail.com. or go to the website, officialtrp.com, put in a uh, request. Uh, for information about sponsorship packages, and we will send it over to you. I'm Chad. That's Matt. We out. Right. I'm out of here. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.